I'm just trying to see who's here. I uh, don't have my glasses. See how many of you I recognize. This is good, yes. I see that hand. I'm glad to be here. Um, it's a strange feeling. People were asking me earlier how it feels to come back, and uh, it's all very familiar. Uh, but there's some, something missing, and, and that's not an insult to you. It's more about what leaving means. And when you leave, nothing's ever the same again, no matter how familiar it looks. Many of you have been asking as well uh, how life is different now that I'm retired. And, uh, well, I said many, not that many have asked, but some of you have asked. Well, one of you have asked. I don't, must have been my favorite, uh, anyway. Um, so I, I've just made a quick list here of things that are different now that, I've, that I'm retired. And I, you know, just to help you understand what this life is like when you move forward. So anyway, on my list I have, well the first thing, two words, Scott Ruff. I don't know if that's good or bad, I'm just saying it, okay? I'm just putting it out there. Um, every day is Saturday. That's pretty good. Um, now that I'm old, I don't have to worry about turning off the directional light in my car. Yeah, well, I've seen people like me. I don't like them. Um, I've already swept my garage three times this spring, so that's, that's a good thing. And now that we're a retired couple, we are that old couple on the street who have the best lawn in the neighborhood. You know those people? I used to hate them. That's us now. It's pretty exciting. Um, two words, Barry Smith. I'm not saying if that's good or bad, I'm just saying it's pretty good. Um, really bad weather, I don't have to go to work. Really beautiful weather, I don't have to go to work, see? Um, doctor's appointments are like a road trip now, you know? Hey, we have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Well, there's the day. Let's get up and uh, have a shower and have breakfast and a coffee and we'll wander over there early, right? <laughs> and that's the day when you're retired. Okay, oh, here's a good one. I eat more cereal now. Whenever I want, because I'm a retired adult, I eat cereal. Two o'clock in the afternoon, I eat cereal. Midnight, I can eat cereal. That's what it's like to be retired. It's a good thing. Um, two words, Yunnan Yunnan. I don't know why I said that, I just had to say those two words. Is he, Yunnan, are you here? No, of course not, that just ruins everything. Anyway, I just felt like I had to say it. Oh, here's a big one. When you're retired, you don't need as many socks. So that's good, you know, you just kind of, hey, these aren't that dirty, I'll wear them again. And so it's just, it's amazing, right? Um, can be at Costco when the doors open at 10. That's a big one. Uh, I can drive as slow as I want in the passing lane now that I'm old. See, yeah, you hate me, yeah. Um, two words, sensible underwear. That's all I got. So as you can see, uh, retirement is great <laughs> for all those reasons and maybe a couple more, I don't know. Many years ago in another time and place when I was very young, 
I worked at a factory, and I can uh, remember the, um, some person who'd been there many years was retiring, so we all gathered around, and we had our goodbyes and all that sort of thing, and they gave him his cake and had some speeches. And uh, I went back to the machine that I was working on, and I could see down the aisle toward the main doors from where I was working, and about an hour later, along came this same person whose last day it was, and he uh, walked down that long aisle toward the door for the last time. And I can remember watching him and his body language was saying, I don't really want to do this now that I'm here. I could see it, and I, and I thought, even as a young guy back then, I thought, someday I'm going to walk down that aisle and leave here for the last time. I wonder what that'll feel like. And sure enough, a few years later, I did walk down that aisle for the last time, and I can remember thinking to myself, hey, it's happening, I'm walking down this aisle for the last time, what am I feeling here? On Thursday, March 8th, of this year, I dropped my keys off to Scott, and I walked with mixed feelings uh, down 400E, down the stairs, down past the mailboxes and the library and the cafe, and down into the bowels of Tyndale, down where our department was, gathered my last remaining uh, personal effects and walked out of Tyndale. It was my last day. Walked out to D-Lot, pulled my car out onto Bayview Avenue, and took my last commute home from work. I always knew there'd be a last day at Tyndale as well. I had kind of learned that lesson somewhere in life that there's always, somehow, some way, there's a leaving at some point. The passage that George read for you from Isaiah is about leaving. There's lots of stories in the Bible about leaving, but this one in Isaiah, Isaiah's in a difficult time in the history of, of God's people. He has taken time at the beginning of Isaiah, the book, to warn that, that if we're not careful, if we don't obey God, there's going to be trouble, essentially. And now in the second part of Isaiah, Isaiah is doing God's work here and saying, okay, now the exile has happened, now there's captivity, now everything's fallen apart, now the, the Jerusalem has been destroyed, the temple has been ransacked and desecrated, and everything's fallen apart, nothing makes sense anymore. And people's God are, are, God's people are probably soul-searching. Well, what about Yahweh? I thought, I thought he was, we were his people, I thought he was with us. What happened to him? And why? And Isaiah's role now is to speak for God and to begin to bring hope and to bring comfort to the people who have been exiled. How does he do that? Well, in uh, chapter 43, as George read to you, he begins to reference a little bit some past leavings in the history of Israel. In Isaiah 43, uh, Isaiah on God's behalf is saying God is big and he's good and he's powerful. God is saying, I am your creator. I've got this. He says, fear not, I've redeemed you. 
The idea of redemption going back to the Passover. And then he says, when you pass through the water, I'll be with you, referencing perhaps Exodus and the Red Sea. When you walk through the fire, I'll be there, referencing perhaps the wars and the desert and the starvation that's ahead of them. When you pass through, when you walk through, I'll be there. And God goes on to say in this, in this chapter, I've called you by name. I know you. I know who you are, what you need. I've adopted you. You're my child, I'll protect you. I'll give you new character, new identity. There's newness coming, just trust me. Then he says, don't be afraid. For the second time, don't be afraid. It's really easy to tell someone to not be afraid. Um, what I've discovered in life is that courage isn't sort of, um, oh, I'm really brave. But courage is more being afraid and walking forward anyway. And what God is saying here is, don't be afraid, walk forward, because I'm with you. Because I love you. Because I love you and you're precious. I'm going to unite all this. I'm going to bring people from every corner and redo this thing. That's an amazing promise. Isn't that a, just like a touchy-feely good thing? It's like God loves me. He's adopted me. He's going to be with me. No matter what happens, he's there. But, you know, you could grow a megachurch doing that. Everybody, God is just nice all the time. It's all really good and it'll be okay. Uh, even I could grow a megachurch if I had a bigger smile or something, I don't know, and said those things. But think about the history. Don't forget the history that's happening here. Isaiah is looking back at something called Passover. Remember where Passover came from? The whole redemption idea is based in people dying and blood on doorposts and, and, and darkness and evil. And I can imagine those, those Hebrew people hovering in their homes at night and hearing the screams and saying, what are we doing? What's gonna happen here? But God is saying, I'm your redeemer, so I'll be with you even in the darkness. And let's not forget the, the, the exodus, that Red Sea experience and the desert experiences. Those were all very, very difficult, trying and, and arduous times. And, and many times the people were saying, why are we leaving? This isn't any, but we don't even know where we're going. And just total, utter lostness and darkness. But here they are. They're going from the known to the unknown. They don't even know how to do that. And now Isaiah is looking back at those dark times and saying, here is an example of how God was with. I'll be with you when you pass through the water. I'm sure, you know, building a bridge would have been preferable. I'm sure building an ark, there's an idea, build an ark. Or better idea, let's just go around and not worry about it or go back. But God is saying, I'm going to be with you when you pass through the water. You get what I'm saying here? Through the water. 
and I'll be there when you walk through the fire. And there's flames coming up and there's smoke in front of you. You don't know where you're going. I'm with you when you're walking through it. You're gonna hate walking through the water. You're gonna hate walking through the fire, but I'm gonna be with you. Well, thanks God, I really don't wanna walk through that water and fire anyway, but that's the way life is. I've had many leavings in my life. I, I mentioned a couple of them. I've had other jobs that I've left. I've had other churches that I've left. I've had people who've left me and people uh, who I didn't see again after I left them. As many of you know, when I worked here, um, my wife passed away and left. That's a, a darkness that you can't explain. I watched her take your last breath. I watched them put her in the body bag, I'm sorry. I watched them put her in the van. I watched, I went out to the street and I watched them drive the van up and around the corner. I know about leaving. Leavings are unique and one of a kind, but last leavings, they're the most difficult. You can't prepare for a last leaving. You just walk through it with God. That's all you can do. There will always be last leavings. Some of them you'll initiate. Some of them, most of them, will be against your will. But they will happen. In fact, not to bring things down today, but I can guarantee you that in your life, there'll be last leavings. You can't escape it. You'll have a last leaving from Tyndale. Someday you'll walk out just like I did last time. Someday you'll have a last leaving from your home, from a spouse, from a child. Someday you'll have a last leaving from this life. And we know, but we don't think about it. But it's true, nevertheless. Maybe today you're facing a last leaving of some sort, one you know about, one you're considering, one you're weighing, one that is not even on your radar. But maybe you're facing a last leaving today. My message for you, from experience, is that after every last leaving, God always provides a new newness, always. Every last leaving that I've experienced in my life, there's been a, a new thing that's been good. Didn't make the, the, the past useless or unworthy, but it meant that I was going somewhere that was good. Even our last leaving ultimately in life, God, we believe, right, has something good and better for us. When we think about life, we don't like to think about these things. 
And it's a difficult thing. It was a difficult thing for me to leave Tyndale for the last time. It's a difficult thing for me to lose my wife. But God has always had something new. And look, here I am. Semi-sane, semi-healthy, okay, because of God. My wife Cheryl is with me today. She's a testament to newness. We each have walked through loss, through deep water, through fire. And we just sometimes marvel and we say, how did this happen? We look at each other and say, where did you come from? She looks at me more and says that. Where did you come from? God. God. God is good. When you walk through the water and through the fire, you don't want to hear that he's going to take care of things. That's not really comfort. Oh, it'll be okay, Brian. Yeah, well, you know, leave me alone. It's not going to be okay. But I just want to encourage you that that, that leaving that's on your doorstep, keep walking, keep trusting, keep leaning forward, and you'll discover God's newness. As Isaiah goes on in that same chapter, he says, uh, this is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Then he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you, do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? And I, God through Isaiah is saying, look for that new thing, there is newness. Somewhere in the horizon, it's going to be okay. So this morning, just in the theme of my leaving here, I wanted you to be encouraged that God is faithful. And speaking as an old retired guy who drives in the passing lane too slow, no, I don't do that actually, I never do that. Would you please take hope when that time of darkness comes, when that leaving comes, Trust God, I know that's easy to say. Hang in there in trust and faith because God is good. And that leaving, I promise you, will turn into newness for your soul. Please stand with me, we'll dismiss. Father, we're grateful that you draw us together as brothers and sisters, as friends, as co-workers, as people of hope. And Father, as we are standing here in your presence, we are reminded that you are with us wherever we are. And as we turn and walk out these doors and we walk back into life and into work, and into the uncertainty of tomorrow and the tomorrows after that. Uh, we just want to give this 
who we are and where we're going to you. And Father, in a life that is uh, dangerous, sometimes dark, in a life that never looks like we want it to, we nevertheless take joy because of your goodness and your perfect love. And Lord, when we walk through those leavings and those dark times, I pray that you'll give us a trust and a faith in the good God that we hang on and that we know that you're with us. So we're trusting you today for newness and we know that you'll be with us. Bless, Father, these people, those who are in leadership, those who work every day and make Tyndale successful and good. May they honor you with their uh, work, with their joys, with their lives. And may we, united, build your kingdom. I pray that you go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.